This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. You know, mentally, once 2 o'clock hits on Monday, man, I'm on to the next game. You know, there's there's so much information that you have to consume at the quarterback position week in and week out to prepare you for Sunday. And so a lot of times, you know, what not, this, not the momentum and the confidence that you have from a week, but, you know, the information or whatever happened last week, you have to put that aside, man, and, and get on to the next one. Because as I said last week, you know, you show up on Sunday, you don't play well, you know, no one cares what you did last week in Atlanta. Uh, they care about what you did this week in Minnesota. So... There he is. Mm. There he is. Mm-hmm. The dabber. Mm. The dabber. The pastronaut. I love the that rocket one. man. I yeah. love that. Well, he just studied. He lived at TCO last week. He was living there. Did he sleep? We thought we heard he was sleeping at the hotel across the street. Yep. I heard he didn't even go across the street. Well, he said he slept in the meeting room. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner at TCO. You know what he said? Not a bad place to have that. At, no, Eat, there's not. No, sleep, no, exactly. That's the thing. Repeat. You could live there. Yeah. That, that, that's exactly right. But but his best his best comment when asked about his intensive work schedule last week was, "I'm not paid by the hour. I'm going to spend as long as I can there." Is that a shot at Kirk? Right? I'm there? not are paid you, by the start, hour. Are you starting the show with a shot at I'm not paid by the hour. I am. You know where I'm starting the show with? Even a guy who's smart enough to be an aerospace engineer, even a guy that smart acknowledges that you cannot spend enough time in season at the facility. I have a, a great Apollo appreciation 15. for that. How about Apollo 15? Is number, you know, number 15? The Pastronaut? Pastronaut. The Rocket Man? Apollo 15. <laughs> that was, I had to check to make sure that was, wasn't one of the ones that like exploded on yeah, the way yeah, back. Yeah, good call. That's a good call. Yeah, that's a smaller list, yeah. I think. So, yeah. I, Okay, let's make sure. Because there, there was the one in the 60s, I think, and that, then, then there were the... Space shuttles, but I think those had different names, so I think you're fine there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, this is our Monday morning Purple Daily live stream here presented by Quick Trip. Vikings are the hottest team in the NFL. Timberwolves, by the way, are the hottest team in the NBA. It's good to be a Owl. Minnesota sports fan in some corners. But let's have the birthday boy here, Judd yeah. Zolgad. Get the flag. Get the flag. Did you did you put it out like those flags? I think are meant to be like on top of your car, right? Don't they so, like yeah. hook on? I found this you... at my heart, hardware store. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly. You got like it is. the does that I'll like the yeah the hook right? It's yeah. like slanted. Yeah, it's for the oh, window. Oh yeah, dude. This thing yeah. would fly right off my car. I think <laughs> we I can't think, risk that. No, we I think this thing that. would would be in in the middle of ninety four 
if I tried to put on my car. <laughs> then you can just you know you can maybe just take that Finch Home Solutions uh, van there, Joe, which we'll talk about later on in the week. But let's shout out our friends at Quick Trip before we get started with our hottest Vikings takes. We have Packer Ventline today mm-hmm. on Purple Daily. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun justification happening across the border for a moral victory yesterday. But our friends at Quick Trip are on board for this uh, magic carpet ride that we're on right now. Five straight wins. Yes, and and uh, they also have acknowledged with the Vikings winning, Quick Trip wants to make you a winner when it comes to the purple. How about that? Waving the flag yourself for yourself. Here it is. Purchase any pothole pizza or a 20-ounce Pepsi-Cola product with Quick Rewards to enter. Purchase both products together with Quick Rewards receive 10 bonus entries. One weekly winner will receive a $10 gift card for every yard gained during the Vikings opening drive with the Pastronaut. If the Vikings score a field goal on that drive, the winner's going to earn an additional $500 Quick Trip gift card. FYI, that happened yesterday. If the Vikings score a touchdown on the opening drive, the winner will earn an additional $1,000 Quick Trip gift card. Weekly winners will have a chance to win up to $2,000 in Quick Trip gift cards. All weekly winners will also be entered for a chance to win a grand prize, which is a pair of 2024-25 Vikings season tickets, perhaps to watch the Pastronaut next year. (laughs) Free fuel for a year from Quick Trip, a total value of $5,500. QuickTrip.com slash sweepstakes. QuickTrip.com slash sweepstakes is where you want to check. L. FG. Uh-huh. I think we should let the, the birthday boy here, Judd Zolgad, celebrating another year, another trip around the sun. Yep, 54 today. 54 years old. I don't feel, uh, well, actually, I do feel a lot. I feel about 56, probably. <laughs> I feel like I'm 80. Yeah. I do feel about the 56. To- you know what? I'm going to defer the coin toss because I've got one that oh. is um, that is a broader uh 10,000-foot sort of view of the okay. team itself. So if you guys are more on point for actually the right now, go ahead. Yeah, I'm good. I'll go. Let's go me and then Declan because Declan's got the pie chart, and then we'll go. We'll have you serve Love that it. cleanup. Love okay? it. So my hottest Vikings take is calling for something I believe to be unprecedented. So right now, this is before the Week 10 games here. So I'm just looking on uh, VegasInsider.com. The 2023 NFL Coach of the Year odds. So Dan Campbell going into this week's games. So Dan Campbell, odds-on favorite. Mike McDaniel and then D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans might actually be yeah. like bolting these lists after Agreed. they wal- they waltzed into Cincinnati. They're not 5-4. and four. Robert Sala probably goes down. You know, John Harbaugh. <laughs> You got you got to go down to like eight to find Kevin O'Connell on this list, but I, and I love me some KOC, but I I will defer praise of KOC to somebody else here because my hottest Vikings take is Brian Flores should be in the running for NFL Coach of the Year, and I understand that he's a coordinator. Right. I don't think a coordinator has ever won NFL Coach of the Year, but Brian Flores should get consideration. After having one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year, the Minnesota Vikings, led by Brian Flores on that side of the ball, he's essentially the head coach of the defense. I'm sure Kevin Kevin has like 30,000-foot thoughts. You know, going mm-hmm. into his first year, he's like, yeah, I'd love to run a 3-4. You know, we ran a 3-4 in, in uh, Los Angeles. I'd love to run a 3-4. Ed Donatel, you run a 3-4. Once you get in here, you can do – I'm going to focus on offense, calling plays. You just be the head coach of the defense. And he's like, yeah. I need a more aggressive 3-4. Ed Donatel just sat back in that shell for five months. Like, we need, 
just a more like forward pressing three, four defense. Okay. Brian, you come in here, just be more aggressive. And then Kevin probably leaves the meetings, right? So Brian Flores has taken one of the worst defenses in the NFL waking up this morning. The Vikings are currently 14th in scoring defense. So from bottom of the barrel, almost like bottom five to 14th in scoring defense, seventh in yardage defense yards per play seventh, the seventh best yardage defense, and I'm going yards per play here, okay? Yeah, absolutely. And fourth in rush yards per attempt allowed, so the fourth best run-stopping defense. And if you take away that Philadelphia game where they just did whatever they wanted on the ground, the Vikings mathematically might be the best rushing defense in the NFL. And he's doing it with, this is the most impressive thing, he's literally doing it with one true edge rusher in Daniil Hunter because Marcus Davenport can just never stay on the field healthy. DJ Wanham's not a true... He had a great game yesterday. He's not a true edge rusher, though. He's a, he's a good player. Multiple rookie and second-year cornerbacks with virtually no experience. A sixth-round special teams player, Josh Metellus, as the centerpiece of the secondary and linebacker unit. The 44 like defense. This, it's dude, the 44 defense. This dude did not hardly play snaps at all defensively until this season, yep. and he's like one of the most important pieces to this defense now. Yep. No true star players along the defensive line, not counting the edge guys. They have basically one true star player among the edge and defensive line groups and an undrafted rookie as the second linebacker. And they have one of the best, I would say one of the 10 best defenses in the NFL coming off of last year's debacle. And so I don't think it's ever happened before, but can we please consider a coordinator, Brian Flores, for NFL coach of the year? That's my hottest Vikings take. Is there a coordinator of the year? Do, do we name such a let's, thing? I thought so. I, do we name such a thing? Because, I mean, There's yeah. an assistant coach of the year, right? So, like, I, I, think, I okay. think that might if there fall is, into they have a, they have a, Yeah, there is an AP, AP assistant coach well, of the he year. Should, he should get that. D'Amico, oh, D'Amico Ryans won it last year with the Niners. D'Amico Ryans could go back-to-back assistant coach and, uh, yep. and head coach. I love this, though. Like, yeah, yeah he can't. I'm sure he's not uh, technically within the guidelines of the rules on voting eligible, but I love this because if it's possible, I think what Brian Flores has done has been ignored way too much. Like he is, and and yes, O'Connell is a dynamic guy and deserves credit. So this team came back right from uh, 0-3, 1-4. But if you guys recall, I said in training camp and against against. Philly, it looked like a real problem. I said, I am most concerned about the run defense. I think it's leaky. And in the Philadelphia game, they got done. And he's fixed it. He's yeah, fixed it in season. It's wild. He is it's getting wild. he is getting nothing. He is getting zero from your 2022 first round pick. Zero. He's not even dressing. And Asamoa, who we all thought was gonna have to be a huge part of this. So well, Phil we all thought. Well, we well, well, yes, you did not. You well, no. We all thought he was going to have to play. I guess is my point. Uh, he's played twenty five snaps. I thought he was going to be season. important, and he's been a non factor. But um, yeah, sing it, man, Brian Flores, what he has done, and yeah, I taken a guy like Metellus again. This is why I said in training camp, this is I'm getting choked up. I'm so emotional about this. This yeah, is wow. this should be named the forty four defense because I think it revolves around the unique. Uh, talents and the use of Metellus. Like, I think he's the poster child for like what, because it's not a 3 4. It, it, it's a hodge. It's, it's a hodgepodge. Yesterday, they they didn't blitz 
nearly as much as they ordinarily do. So, yeah, I mean, Brian Flores has done an incredible job with um, with some ingredients that are pretty good, but were a disaster last year. And now we see how much of a difference coaching can make. So you're right. He has basically invented a new defense. Like the way the way you're kind of describing it, right? It's not your classic three four. It's funny when when he did his introductory press conference and Joe Schmidt from Five Eyewitness News downstairs from uh, our Score North Studios where you guys are. He asked the question: So is it a four three or a three four? And and Brian was like, "Who are we playing?" It's 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 kind of a week to week. Now I think maybe it would be more adjustable if you had just better, more established personnel. But they have decided, hey, we're just going to put three safeties on the field. At pretty much all times. They've kind of scaled back Ivan Pace's playing time. Jordan Hicks is the only linebacker now playing regularly on the field all the time. Yep. Otherwise, it's three safeties. It's just crazy what they're doing right now. And like the per- Imagine, and this is why someone's going to hire Brian Flores and have one of the best defenses in the NFL when he's a head coach, but if you were to replace some of these guys with actual, like a shutdown corner, and if you were to bring in, you know, an unbelievable 315-pound monster interior defensive lineman, what would this defense look like then? I mean, it would be it'd be the best defense in the NFL, probably. And Hicks goes out. Die comes in. I said, oh, they're in some trouble here, right? Because, like, Hicks has been really good. And yeah. they weren't. How, how about Blackman and Booth being used? And I can't even explain why. But he uses them. He uses both. Uh, for a while, it was... More Blackman than Booth. Then Booth played more. Now Blackman's back. But, I mean, Caleb Evans goes out. Blackman comes in. He gets a pick. So, yes, he has everything he's touched has basically turned to gold. And that, to me, is one of the biggest stories that probably is not getting enough attention as to why this team is now two games over five hundred. So, it's a great story. By the way, breaking Vikings news. Yeah. We have breaking Vikings news right now. Oh, boy. Put one on the board for uh, for old Macadac and write that down. Adam Schefter reporting the Vikings are signing running back Miles Gaskin to the practice squad after the Rams signed him away from Minnesota oh, earlier this season. Miles Gaskin. I'm sure we'll talk more about running backs in the coming days here. The Vikings are just trying to keep this thing together. Madison went down with an injury. We'll see what, what the stats is there. But, okay, that's my hottest Vikings take. All right. Declan. All right. Let me talk to you. All right, here's my hottest take. Yeah, The only thing preventing the Minnesota Vikings from being a Super Bowl contender is Kevin O'Connell. That is my hottest take coming mm. off the gate here. Mm. Specifically, I want to be specific with Kevin O'Connell here because I don't think it's a broad picture that Kevin O'Connell is a problem. But I want to be a specific. I want to go down a specific path here with Kevin O'Connell that prevents the Vikings from being a Super Bowl contender, of him getting himself in the own way here. This four-drive sequence yesterday... That resulted in 23 plays, 53 yards, that's 2.3 yards per play, uh, and you only averaged a time of possession in those four drives of a minute and 52 seconds mm-hmm. in crunch time. When you got to ice this game, I'm not saying every drive has to be, you know, these long punch them out drives. That's the NFL. You're going to go three and out occasionally, but four drives in a minute and 52 seconds. He had a similar sequence against the 49ers. You can't keep putting the ball back in the team's hands, and expect to hold on to wins in today's NFL. And the Vikings, by the way, still 19th in red zone percentage. Only 50% of their trips in the red zone 
have resulted in touchdowns. Now, we've seen some creativity. We saw that yesterday, right? We saw the Ty Chandler direct snap. But the Vikings have run 95 plays in the red zone this season. They are averaging just 2.4 yards per play in the red zone. Well, you ha- I, obviously, you don't have a, you don't have the luxury of having big chunk plays because you're obviously down in the red. Yeah. You, need, you need more efficiency. You need more effective plays when you're in the red zone. Yesterday, in my opinion, was a little bit of playing not to lose. In the fourth quarter this season, the Vikings are averaging just 2.5 yards per rush, 5.8 yards per pass. Both those figures are their worst of any quarter this season. They're actually averaging the least amount of yards in the fourth quarter than any other quarter of their splits opposite, this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it was complete opposite from last last season. last year. They were the, I think the highest scoring team in the fourth quarter too. And, so, and he kind of he kind of wore it in his post game, right? He, he was kind of like, yeah, love this that. Is on me, it, it's he I was down. Way. You could tell yep. he he Lo- had screwed up. Love that, and I love that he acknowledged it. And I, I, you know, I do think he has the ability to back up his own words. And look, I might be the only big and only Greg Joseph fan in the NFL. Might be the only guy. That's not maybe Greg's family. I don't know if Greg has supporters in his family, but it might be Greg Joseph's family and Declan Goff. I think that might be the small little unison of people that still support him. But you know you have a kicker that has a problem making 50-yard-plus field goals. What? what he has a problem making 50-plus yard field goals. I thought he didn't have a problem. Then, then you need a new kicker, though. <laughs> He's 3 of 6. He's made kicks. But you know he has a problem. And you know you have an offense that is doing very well. So you have to figure out ways not to put the other team back at midfield and give them a chance to win the game. Again, I think Kevin O'Connell is doing mostly a very good job. But there are small things that are preventing this team from being a legit Super Bowl contender, and I believe that starts with the head coach. That is my hottest take. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You know like what's it. funny about this That's take is that I'm you know we all kind of workshop takes and I, I I feel like Declan and I have a similar process of we know we have to bring our hottest Vikings take on a Monday morning and so the incubation process starts on like a Sunday night right you know you're trying to trying to you know wind down the evening while narrowing down your takes and so I actually had three of them in the incubator Ooh, nice. and I wound up going with the Flores take but one of the other ones I'm going to read you verbatim the Vikings. The only thing holding the Vikings back from the NFC Championship game is a reliable kicker. So I was going down a similar path because Greg Joseph is 29th in field goal percentage now and 25th in extra point percentage. And he's, he's what, three of six from downtown from beyond 50 after being terrible last year. So, But I think it's fair to say Kevin O'Connell is one of the biggest reasons why the Vikings are on this winning streak, why the culture is what it is. Like, he is the main builder of this thing. It didn't all revolve around just one quarterback. Obviously, it's a 53-man thing. They can bring in a Josh Dobbs. But also, and he said it after the game, it felt like you'd like to go back and have some of those possessions over again, right? Especially when they ran the ball on third and 10. They just waved the white flag at one point. Just let Josh Dobbs run the ball. Like, call a play where he can run for 15 yards or something, right? Like, on a... like. Run your pass patterns in a way that opens up the field. There's got to be ways to just sort of... Now, maybe Kevin O'Connell is a little rusty because 
he hasn't worked with many mobile quarterbacks in his career as a coach or a backup quarterback. So he might just forget, oh, that's right. I can call plays that give Josh Dobbs space to to operate. But, yeah, there was some room for improvement there for sure. It felt like he went, he uh, purposely dialed back on Dobbs in the second half, too. Because, like, the, the yeah. first half was a free-for-all. It was outstanding. It was great. But but some of that, I think, was also Dobbs ad- living the plays a little bit at times. And so, yeah, that's a uh, – I don't disagree with Dex. And the thing about it, too, is – and this has been a this has been an, an O'Connell problem, uh, and it's why I love the direct snap to Chandler, is the red zone. The red zone's been a problem with Kirk, too. And, and like, that's a hard place to call plays. But I think the more creative and, – and you've got the guys now to get creative. Brandon Powell is not going to screw you, I don't think. Like, he's not going to make a colossal mistake. Rager did. And so I think at times O'Connell has to become a little bit less conservative, even when he when he when his tendency is to go in that direction. Um, but, yeah, if you – the kicker ones – I and on fourth and three, I go for that. I do because I do not want to – if that – the problem is when that missed, you're giving the Saints great field position. But that being said – I also don't love the, the fact that in 2023, I'm dealing with a kicker who struggles from a point now where it's pretty commonplace to hit field goal. So, yeah, there's got to be. I, I would think if if he has another kind of weird game or misses a kick, like they might have to work some guys out. Give us your hottest Vikings take, birthday boy, Judd Zilgat. All right, my hottest take is this. And as I went through this again, you know what? Things have ebbed, things have flowed, things have changed. So I'm sure in these comments, I'm going to see. Well, that's not what you said a month ago or something. Well, guess what? Things have changed in the last month. Right now, Quasi Adolfo Mensa is a top five general manager in the National <laughs> Football <laughs> League. <laughs> top five! Top five! Top five! I, that's piping. I, I can wanna, feel, you know, I'm gonna get some marshmallows. I want to bring. I can. I can roast a model from the cross. I want to bring knowledge. I want to bring the fire. Did you have him fired? I said I didn't trust him completely. What? I don't think I ever fired him. <laughs> I think you. I said I didn't trust him. I, 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 I said I said I said I didn't trust him. But here's here's why things have changed. Okay. Oh, I did say I thought he might be out after like two two years or something. But that's this, this is it. This is time to acknowledge you're wrong. Um. All right. Despite the 2022 draft. The last two years, the last two years, this man has made in-season moves that landed the Vikings absolutely season-saving components. TJ Hawkinson trade was enormous, absolutely huge. And if it's possible, the Josh Dobbs trade is more important. Josh Dobbs has saved the season. If you don't have Josh Dobbs, if you go out and get some slappy who doesn't work out at all, Colt or, McCoy was, was yeah, an option, so yeah, right? so yeah, so let's say Colt McCoy is starting now because Jaron Hall, who by the way was go- going to start, so getting just a pure veteran backup is not like a pie in the sky theory. It could have happened, but he went out and got Dobbs, and when he got Dobbs, I'm like, oh, you know, Josh Dobbs. I mean, his career, he's he's become a journeyman quarterback, no question about it. I guess that's okay. Got to give. O'Connell and Quazy, and Quazy made the call, got the guy. You got to give them a ton of credit. Also, 
The 2023 draft. So 2022 still looks bad. Seen can't even get on the field, okay? The 2023 draft, which went six players deep right now, and this is coaching too, has three players making major contributions. Addison, who I think was an O'Connell pick, but Quasi still had to get off the phone and not make the, you know, not make a trade, has been magnificent. The catch that was an incompletion in the end oh. zone yesterday is one of the stupidest catches I've ever seen, and I mean that with all respect. I mean, how he got his feet down, I have no yeah. clue. I went back and watched it like five times. I still don't know how. Yeah, Makai Blackman, third round pick, is playing at corner consistently. Been absolutely uh, solid. He has been very good, and quietly getting more and more snaps now is Jaqueline Roy, who was a fifth round pick in the yep. middle of the defensive line. So, despite the fact that I was down on Quazy, <laughs> I am reversing. Awesome. I am reversing my take, and I am saying right now, as we speak, Bravo! If you look at guys who have made moves to help their team. And when Bravo you again. use the deadline, this is Howie Roseman like using the deadline. A lot of guys don't use this. No, well, he's yeah. I mean, he's made probably the two most. Well, not the two most because there's been some other big splashes too. But well, I, I was gonna say league wide, like he's made two of the biggest splashes, which is probably true in Vikings history. Have we ever had more impactful deadline trades in season than Hawkinson and? Dobbs? Well, it's been it mo- was moved back, so, so like it's now incentivized to make trades. It didn't used to be the only other one I could think of off the top of my head, and it didn't work was the Moss trade in 2010, and that's when the deadline was. I think at some point in October. Yeah, right. Dude, also, you know, since we're since we're sort of raising our hand and saying, okay, new information available, maybe I'm oh, going to yeah. change my tune. It was on this very segment, maybe five or six weeks ago. My hottest Vikings take was the Vikings made a mistake with the TJ Hawkinson contract. Yeah. But you've been right about him all along, which is maybe he had an ear infection, but come on, man, like a month with an ear infection, go get some antibiotics and get back on the practice. But now your back hurts. Just like he basically missed a month of timing and system and all this stuff. And he went from what? Five drops in the first handful of games. And even some of those that weren't drops for Hawkinson, it was like, yeah, you got to reel some of those in. And this dude, I mean, he had 10 catches for over 100 yards in the first half yesterday with ribs sticking out of his jersey, pretty much. Yeah, just gutsy. Every time he hit the ground, he would it take hurt. him a half hour to get back. You could tell. The, uh, the, the hug from Kevin O'Connell in the locker room was just like the most awkward. Like, ah, uh, ah, ah, ah. Oh, he barely, he, yeah, he just basically didn't <laughs> yeah. go in. He's just like, hey, you're great job. But yeah, that was a gutsy effort. Can you imagine that, playing football with that? No. I can't imagine doing anything like that, to be honest. Good point. Yeah. Dude, I threw out my back lifting a dumbbell like three months ago and had to just sit on the couch an entire weekend watching like random shows on YouTube TV. It's just embarrassing. I tweaked it back golfing for the first time this summer. And it wasn't like awful, like I, it, but it was the first time where I'm like, so you're telling me I can just, this just happens to me now. Like I, I swing a golf oh, yeah. club and I, I'm like kind of, immo- I can't move. For like a day and a half, this stinks. Yep. It's not fun. Not yeah, fun. It's embarrassing. So, mm-hmm. Anyways, those are our hottest Vikings takes here on this month, this Victory Monday. Get your Victory Monday Purple Daily swag at scorenorth.com slash shop. Uh, okay, we have Packer Ventline coming up. We have a pie chart of praise coming up here. Uh, but first, let's talk about our friends 
Let's start with actually uh, this week. You know, we are looking to raise some money for a great cause. Secondhand hounds. Okay. If you're unfamiliar, two things. Give to the Max Day is this Thursday. And we have decided at Score North and Purple Daily that Secondhand Hounds is who we want to partner with. They are a nonprofit animal rescue based in Minnesota that provides safe shelter for our furry little friends. We're all dog owners on this show. They provide proper veterinary care, daily necessities. These are people that work to find permanent homes, loving homes for animals at risk. And we're just asking if you've got a couple extra bucks, whatever you feel comfortable with, go to scornorth.com slash donate, scornorth.com slash donate, and um, chip in. Five bucks, 50 bucks, 500 bucks, whatever you feel comfortable with. And our friends at Nutrisaurus will be matching up to $1,000 raised this week. So give to the max day is Thursday, uh, but we've got the website up, scornorth.com slash donate gentlemen also a shout out to our friends over at park tavern the official neighborhood sports bar of the birthday boy himself the sports Mm. dad that's right when there is a celebration to be had involving sports dad park tavern is the place i go there you see bowling but they've got a couple of bars they've got tons of rooms for events as well park tavern is your your destination for the games for good food great beer uh it's in my neck of the woods, St. Louis Park, Louisiana Avenue South. And also, let me tell you guys about this. That is Park Tavern's Thanksgiving Thanksgiving meal, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. I'm talking turkey, veggies, mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, and on and on. $23.90 for a tableside buffet, $16.95 for a single plate. Call today for reservations, 952-929-6810. And while you're there... Uh, pick up the Park Tavern Holiday Gift Card for friends and family. It's absolutely perfect. Buy a $100 gift card, get twenty, get a $25 gift card for free, and also check out their Black Friday special. Go to parktavern.net for all the information, parktavern.net. And a shout-out to our friends, too, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They were just named recently one of the top 10 best employers in the state of Minnesota by Forbes. So not only is it a great place to work if you're looking to uh, to jump into the insurance industry, it's a great place to partner with if you're a business owner. Face-to-face, eye-to-eye relationships. Their corporate culture is grounded in integrity, teamwork, equity, and respect. These four cornerstones create the foundation for all of their interactions, uh, and they look to elevate your business through risk management. They go back to 1904 with their experience. Owatonna, Minnesota, they are one of us, so to speak. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. The Green Bay Packers, mm. moral victory yesterday. Jordan Love <laughs> threw for a bunch of yards. They came this close to beating the Pittsburgh Steelers in a tough road game, a rematch of a Super Bowl from like a decade and a half ago. Let's check in with our friends, ESPN Milwaukee. Uh, they do a post-game show where they take callers. How are Packer fans handling things so far this season? Let's see here. Is the Box wine line? Let's go to Levi and Plover. Levi, you're up first on Green Bay game night. Hey, fellas. Um, to tell you the truth, I did not watch the whole first quarter and some of the second quarter because I had something going on. But uh, um, I thought that when Packers had that ball with the minute under three seconds, I thought I was going to go screaming with joy if they won, but they didn't. But. Um, I agree with you guys. Love did a little bit better today, but um, so growing pains like some or whatever, but um, 
Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Levi. <laughs> Levi. <laughs> I, had some, I was doing some stuff. I, I didn't was, watch any yeah, of the I didn't watch any of the first half. Don't have a fourth fully formed take. <laughs> I was getting obliterated. I, I was getting totally drunk. And now I got a lot of things to say, but I'm not quite sure what they were. Bye. Thanks for having me. All right, let's uh, see what else this is happening in here. Packer vent line. We go out to Moen, Illinois. Mo, you're up next. Stun Green Bay oh. game night. This, to me, is a very deflating loss. Um, I think if the Packers found a way to win this game, I think the Packers could easily go in next week and get the 5-5. Five and five, No, come on. Oh. No, I do. Oh. I firmly believe it. Firmly believe it. Homer. Homer's like, no. Homer didn't take no. that well. Who do they play next week? Why was he saying that? Let's see. Packers schedule. Homer did not think they were going to win. Perhaps next Declan week. can look that up because I'm not quite sure. Oh, it's home against the Chargers. Ugh. They can win. They can win that game, can't they? Uh, maybe. Well, it depends. Depends on... if their head coach gets out of their own way. The Chargers, that is. I think the Packers. A tough loss for the Chargers coach. yesterday. Yeah, and maybe if they had a defensive head coach that knew what they were doing on defense, they'd be able to mask their great offense. That is a weird thing mm-hmm. that he's a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. God, you hate him. Mm-hmm. And you love Kellen Moore. Love you, you're really conflicted mm-hmm. right now. Sugar free. Sugar free up next. Shoot. Yeah. Green Bay game night. Gentlemen, I don't know what you all agreed on about the extension. Or even talking about the extension. It's we the are question every week. I had another. <laughs> I had something else to say, and I'm going to say well, that. What's your answer but on the extension? For you guys, answer that. Say that again. Are you ready to give him an extension? Yes or no? Of course not. All right. Are you closer today after the game than you no, were before? Absolutely okay. not. Twenty-one of forty. Twenty-one of forty. I'm, I'm closer. That's without sugar, sugar, sugar. Use your eyes, man. Like, yeah. Like, okay. Twenty-one of forty. How many Use drop your, balls were there? Uh, like, he made I, big boy throws yes, all over the field today. Gabe, you asked me a question. Hey, okay. Gabe just asked me a question. I'm going to answer him. No, I there see what he did. Do, 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 do I want the number one pick in the draft? Yes, I do. Shug. <laughs> They're just, they don't know how to process this. Jordan Love. They don't know how to process this. This is what makes this so magnificent. They don't know how to process what they're seeing. They don't. Why would you give Jordan Love an extension? Is it, doesn't he have one more year left on his contract? Well, they didn't, uh, right? Then it wasn't a two-year contract. I think, yeah, because they, they didn't give him the fifth-year option, and uh, and then he agreed to an extension. I think it was two years. Mm-hmm. But they An don't extension know. for what? He's not good. But this is what's awesome, though. They don't know. They don't know what's good and what's not good now because they saw great for 30 years. Yeah, they only know, like, one. They're trying to decide, you know, okay, how far can we lower the bar? What's the acceptable place? We don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback anymore. Extension for Jordan Love. Oh, God. You, you know you know what that is? That's Jordan Love in, uh, oh, man, it was Dece- was it December 2012 when Ponder got hot for Ponder and played well? What, what was the month? Mm-hmm. That it was it, December of 12. Yeah. If you look at the numbers, it was just Adrian Peterson running for like a thousand right. yards that month. But, but Potter yeah. made some nice throws like against Houston and Chicago or something. And we were, it, we were doing the same thing. Oh, not that bad. Yeah. Did you give him $40 million? Oh. I hope he does play well enough to fool them. That'd be awesome. I did too. Hope he lights up the Chargers crappy defense this weekend and they panic. I got one more for you here. Packer vent line. ESPN Milwaukee. 
Rob and Madison. You're up next on that Boda Box wine line. What's up, guys? What's up, Rob? That uh, Christian Watson, Jonathan Taylor trade looks pretty sexy right now. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple things to say. I mean, it just sucks how Aaron Jones was today from the drops to cutting in instead of cutting out. But whoever the caller was giving crap about Jordan Love with his completion percentage is a moron. (laughs) They're fighting. Oh, man. Turning on each other. Hey, guys. Uh, you can hear him, like, burping yeah. up his beer. Yep. He's had, like, 14 keystones. Milwaukee's best. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> Been on hold since September. Oh, Thanks for having me. They're just going to. This, this is just going to spiral, too, because this it's going to get worse. Like, like they're in the beginning stages right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing, too, like, not that the Packers haven't had some fully encompassing good teams overall, but that franchise has been largely held together by quarterbacks for like 30 years. Yeah. The Vikings haven't won Super Bowls, but the Vikings have been able to plug and play countless quarterbacks over 30 years and be a playoff team and win divisions and all these things. And you just wonder, God, if the Vikings could ever have like the same infrastructure that they usually do, which is wide receiver weapons and a defense that's usually competitive, right? And, coaches that you trust for periods of time just one time have an Aaron Rodgers in his prime and a Brett Favre in his prime we got one glimpse of Brett Favre in 2009 and boom they go to the doorstep of the Super Bowl anyways a little Packer vent line for you here on a Monday morning well done yeah. courtesy of our friends on ESPN Milwaukee are you ready Dex mm-hmm. how you feel about pie. to slice up a pie chart of praise for a fifth straight Vikings win, 27 to 19 over the Saints. I am. I am. I have five per, uh, five pies, excuse me, five pieces of pie in this pie chart of praise. Say that 10 times fast. Five pieces of pie in this pie chart of praise. That's a yes. That's a lot there. That's a lot there. Uh, we'll, we'll start from the bottom, work our way up this first slice. Maybe you're saying this is too low, but I'm going to give 5% to Saints quarterbacks. <laughs> okay. Collectively to Derek Carr and Jameis Winston. I'm going to give 5%. Uh, you know, Derek Carr, he, he he's okay. He's, he's fine. But Flores roughs him up a little bit. He gets knocked out of the game. Even before that, he was very ineffective. Jameis Winston, I don't know if you want to call him a capable backup, but he's a backup that could step in and still deliver some, some throws. He did throw a couple touchdowns. He also threw two hilariously bad interceptions. Uh, so I believe the Vikings defense did a good enough job to fluster the Saints quarterbacks, but the Saints quarterbacks also helped the Vikings to a degree a little bit. So just 5% to these yeah. Saints quarterbacks. First chunk of pie. Yeah, very yeah, Jameis, man. Jameis is great. He just, that, that dude will just let it rip, man. He's 25 yards down the field. He's an experience. He, he's an experience. Like, yeah, and he'll, and he'll, a special and he'll chunk experience. you. Yes, he'll chunk you here and there and make some big plays, but then if you if you let him, he will almost always shipwreck with some game changing interception. All right, second piece of pie, fifteen percent. I know uh, this guy was part of my hot take that I uh, have some questions about him, but he does deserve some credit. Fifteen percent to Kevin O'Connell, fifteen percent for cooking up another great game with Josh Dobbs. First half was phenomenal. Second half, I had a lot of questions, but regardless. Uh, you know, what is the book going to come out and when are other teams going to start counter punching against Josh Dobbs and this Vikings offense? They're without KJ Osborne. They're without Justin Jefferson. 
uh, things are looking a little murky, and yet here's KOC still dialing up a lot of really good things with a really good quarterback. We'll obviously save a chunk of pie for the quarterback, too. But Kevin O'Connell does deserve some credit, but for me, it's just 15%. So he's the second slice in my pie chart of praise. I think that's yeah. very fair. Yeah, and he, um, it, it is interesting, or, or at least the first half, it is interesting to see what happens when you do have a um, dual threat QB. Like, it's a lot of fun to see, like, the the potential. And I think you're going to see, again, I think as this progresses, you are going to probably see more of that. And the, the options, I, I would think, Dex, that the options in the red zone with a guy like Dobbs should help you start to oh. work, work out some of your red zone problems. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they did build in, there is at least two... Uh, called running plays where it was like an option of some kind or like a read option that they w- obviously would not have called if Kirk was the quarterback. And you wonder how how far do they take that play calling? Do they? I don't think they're going to turn into the Ravens overnight where they're just like, where like every other play is a Lamar Jackson option to run. But dude, I mean, Josh Dobbs is second in the league among quarterbacks in rushing yards behind Lamar Jackson. He, he does have crazy athletic ability. So, and he's also... He's not under contract with you long term. It's not, and he's twenty eight. It's not like okay, we drafted this guy. Let's not go too crazy. We don't want an RG three situation where we just run him a hundred times a game and he gets hurt. He's not under contract beyond this season. <laughs> and we can talk. We we brought up the Geno Smith contract idea yesterday, and we can talk more about that throughout the week if he keeps playing like this. But uh, okay, third slice of pie here from from Dex. All right, let's stick uh, let's stick on the coaching staff. Twenty percent to Brian Flores. 20% for another great game. He allowed just 4.6 yard per play. Uh, confused the hell out of the Saints quarterbacks. He knocked the starter out of the game. Guys like DJ Wanham, Jonathan Bullard coming up with humongous plays. Um, guys that we kind of thought are replacement level scrappies. And here they are making humongous plays in Flores' defense. I saw this note uh, from Kevin Seifert this morning from ESPN that said, since the 0-3 start, the Vikings defense is fourth in points allowed per game, fifth in defensive efficiency, fifth in defensive EPA. They're tied for fifth in takeaways and they're seventh in yards per game. My God. I mean, Bill's not wrong. If there is a, if there is a way for a non-head coach to win coach of the year, or at least get consideration for coach of the year, Brian Flores is doing a phenomenal job. Um, you, you stepped back up having to play a better quarterback in Derek Carr. You knocked him out. Jameis Winston steps in. Doesn't matter either. There's Vi- the Vikings defense continues to make plays. So 20% to the defensive coordinator, Brian Flores. Yeah, and and he's, I don't think he went into the season thinking, okay, I would love to deploy the most blitzes of any defense in the NFL because you can get burned doing it that way too. But they've kind of had to. And they're not even really among the leaders in actual pressure rate and sacks. So it, it would be nice to have another defensive lineman or an edge that could just get you more organic pressure. But he's just doing what he has to do schematically to fluster teams into making bad decisions. Another thing, too, you'll notice, this happened a number of times yesterday. He'll send pressure. Sometimes he'll drop eight into coverage on a third down. Other times, like if it's third and 15, he'll say, let's send some guys so that we can force the ball out of the quarterback's hand and then swarm tackle. All right, cool, you got an 11-yard gain on a third and 15. It's fourth down now. So just like the the way that he goes about the chess match, depending on down and distance, too, is really impressive. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. I believe uh, also Daniil Hunter Wright got a million-dollar incentive bonus yesterday for getting his 11th sack of the season. Nice little payday for Daniil Pay Hunter. Pay the man. That's kind of nice. That's Pay nice. that man his money. 
Yes. Two pieces of pie left. They're going to go to individuals. I'm guessing you probably know who they are. Uh, starting with this one, 20% to TJ Hawkinson. Monster game from TJ Hawkinson. Maybe you're even saying this is too low, but 11 grabs, 15 targets, buck 34, a touchdown, broken ribs basically, or very sore ribs. He gives that awkward hug to Kevin O'Connell, and even even he looked like emotional. And I don't know if you guys noticed that in that locker room Probably where, where he, gives, he gives them the football. Yeah, I don't know if that's pain. Is it tears of pain or tears of emotion? Pain. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> One of the two. But, I mean, look, when you have to have your fourth quarterback option basically step in here and you're without your star wide receiver, your next guy up has to be a tight end. And tight ends are usually always right that security blanket, the blankie for a lot of uh, inexperienced or, or rookie quarterbacks or inexperienced QBs who have to step in and make big plays. TJ got off to a little bit of a rough start this season, but man, he's on pace to have an incredible year. Uh, one of the best Vikings uh, tight, uh, seasons from a tight end uh, in team history. So Hawkinson deserves a chunk of pie. I'm going to only give him 20%. Maybe it's too low, but that is my fourth piece of pie here. And uh, absolutely incredible first half. I think in the second half, he had one catch. But the first half, and, and that um, that touchdown at the end of the first mm-hmm. half, which also was a great pass by Josh Jobs, but that was an absolute backbreaker for the Saints. So, yeah, I mean, TJ Hawkinson, it was funny. I feel like he, uh, I feel like he took a, a very positive step uh, towards making up for some of the early season problems with just a great first half. And I also loved the route concepts that they ran for him. Like the route concepts were absolutely outstanding. Like that's some of that that actually I think w- was some of O'Connell's best work too. He has done some really good work. The second half yeah. I, we didn't love, but as far as the last two games and coming up with things on the fly and H- Hawkinson was great and I think there was was there one s- close pass that that he didn't grab and it, it would have been a tough catch, but I think there was that one early close pass where Dobbs tried to find him down the field on the, if I'm not mistaken, right sideline. But besides that, yeah, he definitely deserves a large chunk of this pie. And here's something crazy. So he currently ranks second in the NFL among all receivers and tight ends in total receptions. He has 71 catches already. I know. The, the only player with more catches in the league is Keenan Allen from the Chargers with 73. He's got one more catch than Stefan Diggs, two more than Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase. Now, he's played an extra game. So if you compare him to other guys who played 10 games, Devontae Adams is one. So Devontae Adams has played 10 games. He has 14 more catches than Devontae Adams and 22 more yards than Devontae Adams. Now, Devontae Adams is, is kind of a victim of circumstance there still. for the first part of the season, right? And still kind of is, yeah. but that's incredible. That if you would have said, hey, Hawkinson's going to sign that contract and he's going to flirt with leading the entire league in catches, I think you'd say, okay, sounds good. Yeah, I think I'll have that. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. All right, last chunk of pie. 40% to Josh Dobbs. 40% to the quarterback here. 300-plus total yards, including passing and um, and rushing. Two touchdowns, 7.9 yards per attempt. 44 of those yards came on the ground. A QBR of 88.2 out of 100. Just another absurd game against also a really good defense in the Saints. This was not some slappy defense. This was a really good defense. And Josh Dobbs, again, with the preparation and the studying, we all know his intelligence. We all know... 
uh, the pastor not jokes and whatnot, but he had another incredible game, still without Justin Jefferson, loses K.J. Osborne, also doesn't matter. This guy continues to ball out. I believe the biggest chunk of pie has to go to the quarterback here, so I give it to Josh Dobbs. So my pie chart of praise, five slices, 5% to the Saints quarterbacks, 15% to Kevin O'Connell, 20% to Brian Flores, 20% to TJ Hawkinson, and 40% to Josh Dobbs. Wow, there it is, man. The Rock knows wow. how you feel about pie. Wow. The Dobber, the Pastronaut. You know what the D in Dobbs stands for? Stands for W's. W's. <laughs> Josh Dubs. One small step for Josh Dobbs, one giant leap for the Vikings' playoff chances. Mm. Am I right? Huh? Apollo 15. Proves the hard work pays off, too. Hard work, studying pays off. You keep going down that. that like no, I'm saying, tell, say what you no, want to no, say. I'm, I'm not taying a shot at Kurt. Say, I'm saying Tuesdays. He's working his ass off. I'm not taking nothing to say Tuesdays. He's working his ass off. I have great. No, I have great respect for both these quarterbacks. But the fact that he came in here and is devoting himself and is playing this well is a great story. It's awesome. I have. I am appreciative of the fact that this team and plus it's Dobbs and coaching has been able to pull this off in one-plus game. Almost two it's full insane. games. Also, it is nuts. I, I mean, to the point about, like, I'm sure there's people, 40% to Dobbs, he didn't do anything in the second half. You're going to find out why he's a backup soon. We all know why he's a backup. Right. He wasn't, he's not consistent enough. He doesn't have the world's strongest arm. You know, there's clearly a reason why he's just kind of bounced around to some different teams. I also think watching him now for two games, He's a lot more talented than like the resume would suggest. Yeah. Oh, he's been with a million different teams. He's only started a handful of games. He's 28. He wasn't a first round draft pick, but you watch him play. You're like, whoa, okay. There's some talent there. But for anyone who's lamenting the second half, I would say just zoom out for a second. This dude's been on the team for 11 days. He's learning his fifth system since the beginning of the 2022 off season. And this offense has scored 31 and 27 points with him driving the car. It looked a little clunky in the second half. If that's the biggest criticism, I don't know. The offense faded a little in the second half. I think we all would have taken that going back to before that Falcons game. It has never occurred to me that the drop-off in the second half on Sunday had much, if anything, to do with Dobbs. Like, to me, it was a total O'Connell play calling, got a little bit skittish, tried to hold that. That lead, I I honestly you're think you're also missing weapons, dude. Yeah, you're missing, but I honestly yeah. think that Josh, that Josh Dobbs has been. I mean, if you had said he was going to play half this well, that he was going to have to play and play half this well, I'd say that's pretty damn good. He hit, he threw no picks. Now he threw a couple balls early that could that have been picked. One, yeah. That first yeah. one was dangerous. Didn't love that one, but the fact is, the Saints didn't pick it off. And yeah, there is. I, I would be hard pressed to come back today and and nitpick his performance. Really yeah. hard pressed. Well, I'm glad you brought up the word nitpicks because we do mm-hmm. have to give nitpicks to balance out here. Okay, we give you we give you silver linings when they lose, nitpicks when they win, just to keep things fair and balanced. Uh, presented in part by our friends over at Let's do a Surly here. Oh, yeah. Let's tell the audience a little celebratory cheers. Of our favorite lager, the Before I Die Lager, ladies and gentlemen. That is right. And look, it, it's um, the day after a Vikings win. 
It's my 54th birthday, and guess what that's going to call for tonight? A couple before I die, the delicious beer from Surly Brewing that speaks to the mission that, by the way, you guys, again, is back on. It's, it's back, on. back on. A month and a half ago, we're like, before I die, well, hopefully yeah. it's in 2024 because it's not going to be in 2023, but uh-uh-uh, Vikings two games above 500, playing well. It's back on, so you too can celebrate. Be like the sports dad, even if it's not your birthday, and pick up some Before I Die and enjoy it as you enjoy a season that uh, has been a roller coaster, but it's trending towards a lot of fun. Surly Brewing, A Furious, A Logic Bomb, Before I Die, all of their great beers can make your enjoyment even more surly. Okay, for for nitpicks, I'll start you guys off with this one here. The running game, when it's not Josh Dobbs, <laughs> has to get going here at some point. And you saw some flashes with Ty Chandler. He's had a couple big plays called back in the action he's had. He had one, Brian O'Neill, by the way, in the post-game Kevin O'Connell speech. Chandler got a game ball for the for scoring his first touchdown of his career. And Brian O'Neill patted him on the shoulder pad and said, I owe you one. I heard that. Because he committed that holding penalty. He kind of grabbed that cornerback and yep. pulled him to the ground. Um, but when Josh Dobbs wasn't running, and he averaged five and a half yards a carry, including a touchdown run. So take those eight carries out. Madison was eight for 27, so three and a half yards a carry. Ty Chandler was, he was, he was good until like the last probably eight runs where it was, they knew that they were trying to run the ball. Exactly. It yep. was, he was running was right into them. Yep. And Ty Chandler winds up with 15 carries for 45 yards, three yards a carry. So that's 23 carries between Chandler and Madison for an average of like 3.1 yards per carry. Is you can't just sit there and say, all right, Josh Dobbs is going to throw 40 passes the rest of the season every game. you got to be able to run the ball more effectively if you want to keep this thing going on a like contender level. So that's my biggest nitpick. Fair enough. And, yeah, they're, they're going to have to. So the thing about this, and I'll be curious to see what the PFF grades say, but the thing about this is it looked like the offensive line, which did uh, struggle in run protection, run blocking a week ago Sunday in Atlanta, played pretty well again. So the Chandler thing, though, I think at least is a step in the right direction. Like, I, I know the second half at times was not great. That's in part because, to Phil's point, the Saints knew exactly what the Vikings were going to do, and so they 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 were there. You're going to have to allow Dobbs a little bit more um, ability to throw, I think, in situations like that. But it's so much fun to watch guys with a burst. It's so much more fun to watch. I mean, he runs a four three. Madison like, just doesn't have a burst. He just doesn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not, and and he's not going to get one. You can't go to the store and buy one. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool if you could create. It'd be cool though. Go to Amazon and just search burst and see what happens. Oh, yeah. Have one delivered to your doorstep. Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'll be here if you order at least twenty five dollars worth of stuff. I, you get your burst uh, between uh, you know five and seven and. Uh, All right. Who has. wants another nitpick? Yeah, I'll, I'll give another one here. Just. The ability to just can we can we just have a stress free Vikings win like in no. the in the first half in the first half everything is great like no. you're just balling out you knock the quarterback out everything's looking or you're you're trending to knock the QB out of the game things were going all great and then in the second half just all of a sudden it's a one possession game at the end again just can we can can we just go to smooth sailing can this just end in a nice way and not go three and a half hours and we're sweating this out biting our fingernails at the end my nitpick is mostly just just win convincingly just. Just occasionally. It's not going to happen every week. 
But for the love of God, win convincingly. There were, I believe the statistic yesterday, just on Sunday alone, was five games decided by walk-off field goals. Yeah. A record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This this league is not built for your heart rate to be (laughs) normal on Sundays. Yeah. They have a couple opponents coming up, though. I would say even Denver has shown some life, but at Denver and uh, home against Chicago, go beat someone 28 to 10. Chicago 30, nice. 31 to 13. I don't know if you're going to do that in Denver, but um, Chicago here would definitely be, be nice. I, yeah. I also think that that game is probably not going to be flexed now because Dobbs has become a great story. It has. So and Chicago is a huge game, market. So that, that Bears game, I think, gets left uh, on m- Monday night because the Dobbs story. I mean, when the league gives Dobbs the Taylor Swift treatment, boys, on Twitter or on X. They did. They changed their bio I to... Know. In Dobbs we Dobbs trust. Banner and in Dobbs we trust. Also, how hilarious is it that I mean, I, I'm guessing Justin Fields will probably be back for that game, but that could be a Josh Dobbs versus Tyson Badgett game. Like when we were picking the schedule and they were doing the scheduling, you know, early in 2023, who would have thought that it would be two completely different quarterbacks having to play for their teams by then? Amazing. All right, Joe, what's your nitpick? Okay, my nitpick goes to um, the Vikings. I, I'm going to assume this falls on the game operations crew, okay? So every game, home game, they rotate between announcing the offensive starters one game, the defensive starters next, and then they just continue down that. So the last game, they announced the offensive starters for the home game. So yesterday, it was the defense's turn. Can we get out of the consistency thing? Josh Dobbs, it would have blown the roof off that place, right? If they had just said, it we're would've. going to introduce the offense. And by the way, so when the game starts, the PA guy says, and a quarterback for the Vikings, Josh Dobbs. So as the Vikings are trying to call a play, fans are going crazy, which is what you said you don't want, which I don't disagree with you, okay? Can we, the, the, the nature of, well, this is what we do, where the defense is their turn. You got a new quarterback. Fans are excited. It's a hell of a story. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. just say you know what we're gonna do. We're gonna introduce the offense because it's gonna end. I'm sure the defensive guys would be like, "Oh, that makes perfect sense." Are they? Is part of it? Are they trying to? You know, the Vikings have entered a new relationship and they feel a little guilty because they weren't planning on the relationship with their previous lover to end. It just you know. You know, life, I hope uh, not. a tragic life circumstance happened, and now they're like into a new marriage. <laughs> yeah, and well, but, but they, yeah, they're exactly. Not, they're not trying to like look like they're too happy about it because then they're disrespecting their, well, you know what I'm saying? It, no, I know what you're saying, and it's possible you're right, which is hilariously funny. Uh, did, did you guys see the quote when um, when O'Connell in, in his postgame presser was asked about the, uh, the, um, the luxury of a mobile QB? And he started, uh, yeah, that, and I he's answering it, and he's being very, you know, we can do things in, and then he stops and goes, not that we couldn't do things with Kirk. And, like, he got really. <laughs> it, it was something like. I love like, my ex-wife. Uh, She's great. Was, it was along the lines of, like, Josh can give us flexibility that Kirk hasn't or something. It, it was in the lot. No, right? he, he stopped was, the flexibility. Yeah. And he was going to say what you just said, and he stopped and himself. He stopped. And they're on the transcript is ellipses. Dot dot dot, 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 That Kirk <laughs> did yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, he tried to make it sound like Kirk gave him the same flexibility. Yeah. So, it's really nice to have a Phil's mobile quarterback wrong. that can, you know, when you're in a jam, 
Yada, yada, yada. yada. Not the Kirk. Next question. Not that Kirk couldn't run, and Kirk did a lot of oh, things. Man. And then by the end, he basically said, as we try and overcome the enormous loss of Kirk Cousins or something. Yeah, and it is. Like, at the end of the day, and, and again, we'll have so many more shows this week, but I think it's fair to say that Kirk at his peak is a really, really good quarterback. Absolutely. And is a better, a better quarterback in a vacuum than, than Josh Dobbs is. But the way Josh Dobbs on the field, in the locker room, everything about him has just fit into this thing in the last two weeks mm-hmm. is crazy seamless. And it's been a blast to watch. So we got to go because Judd has to fire a hockey coach on Judd's hockey show here. We will likely be recording trenches with Boone today for you guys too. Purple Daily on Draft with our guys Declan and Miles and Tyler. Before I die, we have several more episodes Mm -hmm. of Purple Daily hitting your feed. YouTube channel, subscribe, like if you could, Apple and Spotify. But let's have the birthday boy wave that flag one more time to end this episode. Five wins in a row, six and four. There he is. 54 never looked better. Thank you.